Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, March 1st. I'm Wayne Pratt. Paul Mensa, a black chemical engineer and vice president at Pfizer in St. Louis, led a team to develop the company's COVID-19 vaccine. He knows some people are wary of the medication, but says it's critical to ending the pandemic. It doesn't matter if only a few people take it. The only way we get out is as many people take it as possible. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson speaks with Mensa in just a few minutes. The state of Missouri is expecting roughly 50,000 doses of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine this week. The single-dose shot was approved by federal regulators over the weekend. Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services Director Dr. Randall Williams says the state remains committed to getting vaccines into the arms of residents, quote, as efficiently as possible. In Illinois, the number of COVID-19 hospitalizations is at its lowest since the state started reporting that statistic in early April. Hannah Meisel reports. As of Saturday night, the latest data available, there were a little more than 300 Illinoisans in ICU beds, falling below even the numbers for this past summer. Governor J.B. Pritzker on Friday said with federal approval of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, Illinois expects to receive approximately 100,000 doses per day by mid-March. Pritzker made that prediction while announcing the state's 16th mass vaccination site at Chicago's United Center, slated to open on March 10th. Things are getting better. Someday, not too far from now, we'll be at the United Center, not for a life-saving shot, but for a game-winning shot. A year ago this week, Illinois reported its fourth, fifth, and sixth confirmed COVID cases. I'm Hannah Meisel. Voters in St. Louis go to the polls tomorrow in their municipal primary election. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reminds us, the process will be a lot different. This is the first election using approval voting, which was adopted in November. All candidates for mayor, comptroller, and aldermen now run without party labels. Voters can choose as many candidates as they want in the primary, with the top two advancing to a runoff election in April. City officials say they have not heard of any confusion among voters and that the machines are ready for the new system. There are four people running for mayor, Utility Executive Andrew Jones, Treasurer Tashara Jones, 20th Ward Alderwoman Kara Spencer, and Board President Louis Reed. Comptroller Darlene Green is unopposed. Residents in odd wards will pick their top two candidates for aldermen. There are also elections in the 4th and 12th wards to fill the remainder of terms. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. A controversial electricity line proposed to cross Missouri could be stopped under a measure moving through the state's legislature. The Grain Belt Express is a private venture that is seeking to build wind farms in Kansas and transport that power to customers as far as the East Coast. Republican Representative Mike Hafner of Western Missouri says allowing construction equipment needed to build the line into the state would destroy farmland. When you compact soil, you can rip it up with a chisel plow, you can work it to death, but in some cases it's going to take years and years and years for that land to be productive again. Hafner has sponsored a bill that would prohibit a utility company from using eminent domain to force landowners to sell property for such a power line. That measure has passed the House by a large margin and now heads to the Missouri Senate. 
Mensa is a big deal in his industry. The black chemical engineer is vice president of the Bioprocess Research and Development Group at Pfizer in St. Louis. He led a team of scientists, engineers, and technicians to develop Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson asked Mensa about the vaccine supply and if he hopes his role will encourage more black people to take it. What I can say is that, you know, at least for me, uh, working at a company like Pfizer and being a part of the team that really developed this product, I have every confidence in it. I have personally taken it and I'm doing fine. The reality is black people are more impacted by this than any other group. I was just reading the news that the life expectancy for black people is down by 2.7% from 2019 to 2020. And a big part of it is because of the COVID-19 disease. And so the only way we get out of this is through vaccination. And, and the data really speaks for itself. So I hope, I hope, despite all the skepticism, that Black folks will still trust the system and trust Pfizer and trust the data and, and take it because it will save lives. You kept saying the word trust, 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 trust. How do you even begin to secure trust when, based on history, that's just not realistic? Well, interviews like these with faces of Black folks who are part of it, I think is impactful. I think at Pfizer, we have a huge effort on health inequities, and we are going into communities to really try to make the case for the vaccine. So at the end of the day, yes, we are doing our part to ensure that we get the message to the whole Black community. And we have a, a huge group across Pfizer that are really focused on that. It is critical. It is critical that people take the vaccines because it doesn't matter if only a few people take it. The only way we get out is as many people take it as possible. And so I just hope they trust that things are a little different, that they trust that a number of the folks who have been involved in this project, not just at Pfizer, but at other companies. You know, I trust my wife. My wife has taken it. I trust that when my kids are ready, that they will take it. What needs to happen in order to make the vaccination process more efficient? As you know, Pfizer, in essence, distributes the vaccines to the government, and the government is responsible for making sure that it gets to people. So what we have been trying to do on our part is to ensure that we produce as much as possible, because we know that the supply has been limited. And so there's significant effort to try to increase throughput. And in fact, our CEO and the president at our main site in Kalamazoo, uh, it was announced that we're going to increase, really double our productivity and increase throughput by twofold. So from our end, I think what we can do is continue to improve on the process and get as much vaccine out there as possible. The other thing that came out, which is critical, at least from the supply end as well, is the fact that right now we have just recently submitted data that shows that our vaccine can be stored at regular freezer temperature at pharmacies. How much more vaccine can the company produce in the coming months? And will that allow us to reach herd immunity by the summer? I believe Pfizer had supplied over 40 million doses of the vaccine to the government. Our hope is that by the end of March, we would have 120 million doses uh, delivered. And by the end of May, we will have 200 million doses delivered. That is really two months ahead of our schedule. 
Um, and so I think we've just signed another deal for another $100 million, and I'm sure that will follow soon after that. And so there've been significant effort, really. I mean, I think we started off slow, but we've made significant improvements uh, to try to get as much out there as possible. That was Paul Mensa at Pfizer in St. Louis speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson. You can hear an extended version of that conversation on our website, stlpublicradio.org. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.